Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. Uh, so a little bit of news that I just barely discovered. Actually, I discovered this last night, um, uh-huh. but uh, I watched it again today and decided to go ahead and put it on our news uh, uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. For one night only, a podcast, not a podcast, a movie documentary is coming out called Never Surrender, a Galaxy Quest documentary. And it's done by the fandom and I want to say the um, Honest Trailers team. Oh, nice. Um, And it's a documentary about the making and the behind the scenes stuff of Galaxy Quest, which has been widely called the best Star Trek movie ever made. It is. Um, It's incredible. One night only. I believe it's November. I have uh, November 27th, something like that. I I don't know if that's the right date, Um, but we'll we'll have a link to the YouTube channel. to the YouTube uh, video. And uh, from there, there will also be a link to where you can get tickets mm. uh, and more information uh, to there. Uh, and that will be in the doobly-doo or whatever that's called the down below uh, in uh, on our video here. Uh, but that's kind of it for news, unless there's anything else you wanted to go ahead and cover. Nothing came, nothing really sparked my interest this week. Okay. okay. Uh, there was, there was one thing I probably ought to mention that uh, one of the anime coming up, the coming out soon i don't remember if it's like next winter or this fall mm-hmm. but it's basically the great race the anime and it looks a lot like bacana okay what's it called do you know i, I don't remember the name of it but it's about uh a, a an out it's about a team of people like this down and out of his luck uh chef um working in la uh around like 1922 or something like that it's a really um, early automobile or something. Uh, 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 trying to remember. Anyway, it was about a race between Los Angeles to New York in cars that had two people in them, a, a, a driver and a crew, or mm-hmm. a pit crew person. So it was a lot, and it just has, it, it feel, it's got a lot of interesting characters that they introduced uh, in the uh, the video I saw for it. Um and it it has the same feel as Bacano, uh, in terms of it just being a like a very interesting period piece uh, with a, a an extensive cast of characters, um, and uh, I just wish I could remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up, and uh, I'll I'll put that in the news as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's about a race between uh, Los Angeles to New York in that time period. I'll see if I can't find it. It's it's one of the things I know that uh, PA Works is producing it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll let's look up look that up and see if we can't go ahead and actually have the name for next week's episode. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and just dive right into three episodes. In it was your pick this week, so go ahead and read uh, the description and what we uh, and tell our viewers what uh, if they haven't already you know looked at the title of this episode. Uh, what did we watch? We watched the first three episodes of The Lost Village. 
The synopsis reads, 30 young men and women who came together on a shady bus tour. The tour's destination, an elusive, possibly non-existent village called Nanakamura. In Nanakamura, one can lead a utopian existence, free of the world's obstacles. Or so it was rumored. Like an urban legend, in despair over the real world, wanting to escape the tedious daily life, wanting to restart your life from scratch, the bus headed deep into the mountains, carrying 30 people, each harboring their own expectations and wounds in their hearts. Hmm. Okay, uh, well, uh, let's go ahead and just uh, get started. Um, so, uh, starts off with uh, with this cast of 30 or so characters on the bus together, and they... Um, and they're driving through the mountains at night, and a supposed tour guide stands up and asks everybody to go to give themselves uh, to um, go around uh, self introductions. Self introductions. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Asking everyone to give self introductions, and they go around, and everyone's obviously giving fake names, painfully obviously fake names. Like one of the girls' name is like, um, let's see here, soy latte. Huh? We have soy, soy latte, latte. We have love pone. Uh, we have a girl calling herself my my. Um, yeah, well, they're all internet names. They all she, yep. they all met on the internet, and so they're all calling each other by the internet names that they picked for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how this group got together. One of them is particularly Chinyobu. Uh, one of them. Well, Chinibio. Oh, uh, ch- uh, ch- uh, Chuninbyo. Yeah. Um, Hyoketsu no Judgeness. Um, guy who's really over the top. But yeah. And I'm just like, wow, these guys. Okay. Uh, but anyways, there are three girls that... Probably the worst ragtag bunch of people you could throw together to, re- to restart society. Yeah, they are all on this bus because they want to go ahead and... Uh, and uh, Run away and start over. Every single one of them wants to start over. Um, but every last one of them is bringing some baggage with them. Mm-hmm. And part of the show is the mystery of what baggage they brought with them and why they're behaving the way they are. Mm-hmm. And why, the, why as a group, they're not, they are not gelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there's something that you wrote about the introductions I want to go ahead and let you cover. Well, it turns out that three of the people on the bus named themselves Yuna. And they started and one of the first fight on the bus was about who got to call themselves Yuna. Because mm-hmm. everyone knows that these names are made up. And one of them says, I've been calling myself Yuna on the internet for six years. So I have like we shouldn't be deciding this by seniority. That's <laughs> a that's an artifact of this society we're trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. Um and eventually, the, the 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 camp director basically just says, "Okay, you're Yuna, you're Uni, you're you know, you know Yuna, and you know, yep." Yeah. And uh, yeah, but anyways, um, this the, bus the drive. The entire is just... first episode felt like it was dragging a little bit because they spent the entire episode in the bus. They they like, do you, take a rest stop, but yeah, and they start but, doing they do activities and things to kind of pass but, the time. Because it's it's 
not common in my mind. Like it was a lot of character introduction. They introduced thirty people all at once, and some of the characters are seem pretty tropey, so that they, you can help differentiate them. You have your uh, you have your lovey dovey couple. You have your distinctive neat. Um, you have your main character and a bunch of girls from different backgrounds and different uh, types. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they have a rapper is kind of like the token black guy of the group but uh, he's still like just mm-hmm. a well-tanned asian who's trying oh, to be yeah, black. No, he's he's awful uh yeah. he's just an obnoxious punk um um then they, they have a uh uh this is okay so it's a very diverse cast and the first episode spent the entire episode on the bus and usually when you when when you start on the bus uh, we're just accustomed to having episodes you know all right we're on a bus we're on a bus for three minutes and something interesting happens. And then we've gotten to our destination. Like almost every other anime, they're not, they never spend more than three minutes on the bus before mm-hmm. they get to their destination. This one spent the whole episode on it. So it was kind of a kind of threw me off when it came to writing the 10 things great about the show. Cause I was waiting for mm-hmm. the bus th- scene to end. So I didn't know what else to write. And then, nope, that was the whole episode. Mm. Um, one of the things they do to pass the time is they sing the song of the unlucky hippopotamus, oh, which is kind of funny, just how many syllables that they're throwing into uh, this sing song song that they're uh, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that that some on the bus are singing and some are not. So it's a very mm-hmm. kumbaya. But apparently, the song about the unlucky hippopotamus talks about the way his life goes over the course of a week and how. You know, he's having a great start of the week, gets married in the middle of the week, starts getting sick, and then dies on Saturday and is buried on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which reminded me of the poem of Solomon Grundy, who is a... Uh... Solomon Grundy, born on Monday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was, basically, it was basically the Solomon Grundy poem in a sing-song campy fo- um, form. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, but anyways, they... Uh... They get on a bus, uh, they get to a rest stop, and um, uh, Mitsumune, the the guy who's obviously the main, the main character, yes. um, he, uh, a bunch of the girls start talking to him, and... Well, what, what, something that, inter- that, was, that happened during the sing-song moment is that Mitsumune noticed that a girl behind him was crying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he actually gets to talk to her at, during this, uh, during this stop. Well, he, he does get to talk to her, but some of the other girls, um, start talking to him and stuff and like it, like, and like they, they seem super nice and, and friendly with them. But as soon as like, he's away from them, uh, my, my, the one girl, uh, um, reveals that she absolutely despises guys like that. Um, yeah. And really, she's just being nice to him so she can go ahead and, you know, hurt him later is is kind of her plan. Um, and uh, which is now th- this anime uh, is a comedy, um, but really, it's only really a comedy if, you know, be horror movies and their tropes. And the the nasty girl is very much a trope in B uh, comedy uh, B comedies. But one of the things about this is that there's over the top crazy things going on, and people are more concerned about how to spell somebody's name than the over the top crazy stuff. 
So a lot of people online, from what I've seen, consider the show absolute nonsense. But people who understand B movie tropes, absolute a uh, B movie hor- B horror movie tropes, I should say horror mm-hmm. movie tropes, absolutely adored this and just found it hilarious. I'm not a big fan of horror movies, so. Mm. The comedy, a lot of the times, like, I could see it in places here and there, but I'm just like, this really isn't my sh- a show for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but and, uh, anyways, so that's one of the tropes that it's playing on. You know, the nasty girl um, in uh, in the uh, in the uh, in in the movie. There's yeah. also the girl who is the over the top beauty that everyone's in love with. Um, they they have kind a of kid a who has a terminal illness. They've got a kid who has a terminal illness. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. Um, they have guys who just love eating all day long. So yeah, the entire cast is just a play on B movie tropes. Mm. Um, like there's the over the top lovey dovey couple. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah, but anyways, um, he then goes and uh, Mitsumune, the main character, goes and finds Masaki, the girl who is crying, and she's still crying in the corner. Um, and the reason she's, she, she, the reason she's crying, according to her is because she's feeling carsick. Um, and she, uh, uh, they, um, he offers to go get her some meds and whatnot. Um, and then he has a run in with another girl dressed in a yellow hoodie by the name of lion. Uh, as she calls herself, but she doesn't say Rion like the word in Japanese. She says Rion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the pronunciation is actually different. So it's not technically Lion, but it's spelt Lion in English. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyways, they uh, they get back on the bus. Long story short, they get back on the bus and they're singing. I think that's when they sing the song. Um, no, and they, the bus they... driver gets up gets upset at them. No, no, okay, so so what happened was, so they sang the song before the rest stopped. Oh, that's right, because and then he, a, that's then he's, he's, you're right. Mm-hmm. He's getting her um, car sickness medicine, because she claims that uh, she's getting motion sick in the bus, and uh, it's causing problems. And when he goes back, he's talking to himself, and doesn't realize that there is a diminutive, um, angry, lowly girl, uh, with a uh, kind of the... Um, Raven from Teen Titans aesthetic, mm-hmm. but with a pink hood or a yellow hood, mm-hmm. um, who was sitting next to her, and she has her own uh, eccentricities, mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. dark personality, um, and we're introduced to her a little bit. Then when he then he gives her he gives her the medicine, all this stuff's going on. The bus driver is having his own smoke break and. Not putting up with this at all. When, when they get back on the bus, and then they have a, a game. Now, we the the first time I was introduced to a parlor game of this nature was when we were watching Albert Finney's Scrooge, and they were playing the Minister's Cat, and there was mm-hmm. a rhythm where they'd have to say mm. a theme. So the Minister's Cat was a party game where you'd clap the Minister's Cat as a, and then you'd have to say an adjective about the cat in the letter of the alphabet that they that you were on. So if you're on O, the Minister's Cat is an orange cat. The Minister's Cat is an orangutan. Mm-hmm. Just some something starts with O, and if somebody breaks the rhythm, they're out. And they go to the next uh, letter. Um, well, this is the same thing that was happening: is that there there was a rhythm, but they had to come up with methods of torture. Mm-hmm. 
the first person says Iron Maiden, the second person says Bronze Bull, and like these people are are grim. And but it comes to him, and he says cannibalism, which he says it because it was on his mind when he was talking to the goth girl, mm-hmm. who said, um, "I hope we don't end up eating each other, like the Donner Party or something." Mm-hmm. Uh, up at this utopia. And so cannibalism was on his mind. Well, he broke the theme, broke uh, the rhythm. And so as pun- so the punishment game is, now you have to read your death note. You have to read your suicide note out to the, like, this is why you're going into a new life mm-hmm. and a new world. You you wrote a suicide note. And, and that's when uh, the bus driver wonders, what have I gotten myself into? Is this a suicide cult? Mm-hmm. And, and he has a, he has his episode. Uh, yeah, and the bus driver gets pissed. Um, and uh, but then the guy, in, at, uh, long story short, they get into a fight. Uh, someone's uh, an older guy stops the fight. Um, and uh, and uh, well, yeah, long story short, uh, they um, they get into a fight. Guy stops the fight. Um, and um, the episode, like they, they just keep going up this mountain road, and oh, uh, well, at the what, sec- what, what happens next uh-huh. is the bus driver goes a little crazy and just says, "If you're all going to plan on killing yourself, well, my life's hard too." So maybe we just have, and so he starts driving erratically. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. He starts driving erratically, and um, it's then that we're introduced that's more right. to a character named Jack, who uh, has a heavily is a kid with a violent streak. And so the kid walks up and I think it's an elbow, just decks the bus driver in the face to get him to knock it out, knock it off. Um, and that's when, um, and so they, they started having a physical uh, altercation between Jack and the driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the, the girl who was motion sick felt the need to stop the fight and contribute. And so she runs up to the front of the bus as thing as you know, brakes are being slammed on and everything else, and she then proceeds to puke all over the driver. Yep, she's trying to get the fight to stop, but she can't handle it anymore, and she pukes when she gets up there. Um, now in the previous anime that we've watched, including My Hero Academia and Konosuba, when a lady pukes, it's rainbow colored. But we don't see any of it at all. No colors, no nothing. It's just nope. We just know that it happened, and then there's the aftermath of all the cleaning he had to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but they're at this stop, and at this stop, they meet someone who apparently had gone ahead of them by the name of, of Koharun, um, who's the one who actually discovered where this forgotten village is that they're going to. Yes. Um, or this village that's not on any maps or anything like that. And they all and get back up on the. She's in cahoots with the camp director. Mm-hmm. They 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 and... planned this together. By cahoots, we be... mean that they're the ones who made the plan to go to go here. Um, and they they seem to be in a, they're in a relationship where they're comfortable hugging each other. I don't mm-hmm. know if that meant they were romantic. I didn't I didn't follow if they were involved with each other in any way. They had different first and last names, so I don't know if they if that's implied by their uh, behavior. But they were definitely mm-hmm. on hugging terms in public in com- mm-hmm. in the company of everybody else. Which, uh, you know, is uncommon. Mm-hmm. 
but they meet up there and there's a bit of a uh an altercation between the grim adult with the bags under his eyes and he he's very intense and very i will take charge um if anything goes wrong sort of thing and mm-hmm. uh has his own problems but yeah he he's he's uh he's intense yeah yeah he's and he's not happy with the idea of a leader being foisted upon them all of a sudden yeah yeah um but anyways they um so they're now uh after a bit of more infighting they get back up on the bus and they end up going to a bridge um Mm -hmm. and uh that's where the episode ends uh them on this bridge though there was a part where um after the fight um mitsumune uh, falls asleep on the yes. bus, and you wanted to go ahead and talk about that. Uh, yes, there's uh, so before the physical altercation, but after the verbal altercation between the grumpy old man and the driver, well, the grumpy adult and the driver, he's not an old man yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the driver had still had like a speakerphone on, he had like a microphone and speakerphone he was clicking his tongue which was mm-hmm. a point of obnoxiousness well that tongue clicking had wormed its way into into Mitsumune's dream and he started picturing that there was a bomb on the bus mm. and it's you know, he, he he had two so he this is pretty tropey in and of itself as well but you know he dreamt that there was a that, that that um I don't remember the first one, but it was a dream within a dream within a dream. It's it like he had a he had layers where he's going to get killed in some way. Mm-hmm. Then boof, everything's but then boof, he's fine. Here's a basketball. Oh, it's a time bomb. Boom, he wakes up again. So it just did that gag. Mm-hmm. It's very vivid. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's a whole lot of foreshadowing and you're expecting certain things to be happening that are taking a while to happen. Mm-hmm. Point. Um, but the, the, the thing is, even though I'm now that I'm actually saying it and, you know, going through the motions of, uh, of explaining the episodes at the time, right after I watched it, it, I found that this show was a whole lot more like erased for me, where I was very, I I was drawn in to the story and seeing what was going to happen to all these characters, and um, I was more focused on trying to piece the puzzle together than I was on the individual events. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of hard to find things that I liked about it. Not not that well, there was lots that I liked about it. Uh, just hard to find individual things to really just kind of sit down and talk about. Yeah. Because- um, because in other shows that we watch, there are distinctive moments that are just great. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't quite have moments quite so much as a um, as a through line of tension. Mm-hmm. And that's really how, and so that's really the strength of this show is that it is the 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 uh, the tension that uh, that they're able to come up with within the comedy of it being um, mm-hmm. an over tropey. Uh, Mm-hmm. Which you know, I guess uh, the the British equivalent of um, uh, what is it? Uh, Shaun of the Dead, only without the zombies or the gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, 
so if, if, if anyways the second episode starts and they take a, their sweet time with it they come to a bridge mm-hmm. and there's no lights on the other side of the bridge and you're not even and it's foggy and so you're not even sure if the bridge is completely intact when they start driving over it well mm-hmm. but they take this but uh, yeah the show takes a while for them to cross the bridge they get into the and then they're traveling down a dirt road through the forest in the rain mm-hmm. it's been raining this whole time um they get to a point where the bus driver wants to turn back and everyone bullies him into uh continuing on until they get to their destination Mm-hmm. And so he re- he relents, and uh, they they push forward, and then the the bus reaches a uh, a cliffside where a mud sl- where the 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 dirt path uh, can't support it, and it slides down mm-hmm. and gets stuck in a in a place. So there's. Then there's a major scene where you kind of get a whole lot of, well, sure, the women are sympathetic to this man's needs, but all the guys are like, well, it's his bus. He he caused this problem. He can get himself out of it. We, yeah, like all, the, like all the guys are absolute jerks. He literally didn't want to go, and they kind of forced him to. And now they're refusing to help him. I mean, like they say, oh, no, this was your decision to go. And he's just like, no, I went because you guys wanted to keep going so but yeah anyways uh yeah a lot of the guys here and and it's kind of shown that especially the rapper uh he's just a jerk Uh, let me find his name um it was um where who uh yotsun yotsun yeah yotsun uh just an absolute jerk um and so they then take their stuff and just start walking uh, the rest of the way to this village because according Eventually, to the information... Well, the, the end of the altercation was that you know, since we're not going to need money there, why don't we just give them our wallets and we'll leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and so after, you know, and which seems to be just the way that this show is going, is that there's 30 people and each one of them has their own opinion on things and if it takes forever for, to come to a consensus on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it takes forever for them to uh, to decide. Okay, well, why should we give him our money? Well, what what like? Uh, well, we're not going to need our money in our new utopia, says uh-huh. the says the app the son of an affluent. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he he's he's another trope is the uh, the rich kid the, the rich kid who's good at everything, but mm-hmm. wants to, but doesn't want to be stuck in the rut that he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know that that's the same trope as uh, Shadow King from uh, uh, or on High School Host Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Shadow King. Uh, anyways, um, they uh, so they uh, they start making their way to leave. huh? They do leave the bus driver behind. They leave the bus driver behind who um. We cut back to the bus driver, and he's obviously very uncomfortable with the entire situation. Um, but uh, we cut to the uh, well. They're they're walking through the forest. Um, got back up to the path, and they're heading to the village. Um, and they uh, 
I forget what it is, but something spooks them. Um, yeah, I think that, um, I think they trick themselves into thinking there's a bear nearby. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. immediate. So, something along those lines. I don't really remember, but they, uh, they, uh, they run through the forest, um, and they, uh, they end up making it to the um they end up making it to the village. They do. Um and they start exploring this village and they make the they make it to the village just as it's dawn, it's daylight. Yeah. Um and they get to the village and um they decide to go ahead and introduce themselves to the people who are already living there. Um, but as they explore it, there's no one there. Um there is dust all over everything that looks like and one of them just happens to have been a maid uh yes. in a previous job. Another, you know. Let's make sure, let's have people here have convenient jobs so they can explain what's happening to the audience. Um, she, she, uh, she says that that, the, that that particular house hadn't been lived in for a year. For a year. Because of how much dust it accumulated. Yep. And so they, um, they then decide to go ahead and split into groups and explore the village a bit more. And um, our main character mm-hmm. um, uh Mitsumune. Uh, th- this entire time, like he he and his friend um Speed Speedstar, oh, Speed thank you. He and his friend Speedstar, they um they it turns out they went to an all-boys school. Yes. And every time a girl talks to him, doesn't matter who the girl uh like if she's cute, if she's uh there's a couple of girls who are overweight. Um there's also the, the gorgeous uh girl who uh the one who avoid who came here to run away from a stalker um which you know makes so much sense because why would you start over a new life because of a single stalker when you could just call the police you know yeah i don't but again that's an entire like these these people don't think straight that's the entire thing behind this show um or another one of the things behind the show uh but Every single girl who like either touches him or talks to him, he falls for a little bit, and he starts thinking, "Well, I'm easy. This is this is horrible. I'm easy. Speedstar is right. I'll fall for any girl." Um, but he uh, he wants to go with uh, with Mis- uh, Masaki, the girl who threw up, the girl who was having motion sickness. Yeah, go off and explore with her. Uh, yeah. But the other two girls, um, my, my, who had previously teased him. Uh-huh. Mai Mai and I don't remember the other's name. I think it might be Puko. Uh, they um, they grab him and say, hey, let's explore the village together with just us. And then um, Masaki uh, gets dragged off uh, with um, Yotsun, the rapper's group. Um, yes. He goes and uh, starts, uh, well, he, me, let's, let's all say names, uh, Mitsume goes off and explores uh, with those two girls and they find a, uh, they find a water pump and he starts pumping and it's working. And uh, my, my is telling him, you know, how reliable he is, and how great it is. And she puts her hands on his hand and he's like, Oh, Hey, maybe I'm not super easy. Like I, I felt nothing with you touching me to which she gets super upset saying, are you saying I'm not attractive? Um, uh, even though we already know that she, the entire reason she's doing this is to, you know, uh, make a fool of him. Uh-huh. Um, so she then gets upset, runs off. He goes after her. 
Um, and I think that's when we hear a, uh, a scream. Uh, what? No, there isn't a scream there, is there? Um, what happens, though? Because I know they I, get called I, back to the main group. They do. Um, well, anyways. Um, well, so, so there's more investigating going on. There's different groups. Like one group finds a uh, gardening gardening implements that some people assume. Oh wait, is that the, 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 there's red They're on the covered tip? Covered in that blood. blood. Like this might just be rust, guys. I'm pretty sure this is just rust. Yeah. Um, uh, and another group finds a farming, uh, well, like farmland yes. filled with vegetables. Yes. And the college girl who joined them later on, um, and it's revealed that the entire reason they know where this is is because of the research that she's done into folklore. Yes. Um, and local yeah, legends and most, things like that. She had figured out most of it except for where the last piece was and then got a mysterious email that uh, that pieced the rest of it together for her. Mm-hmm. But she never could figure out who the email came from. And uh, that's deeply suspicious. And it's extra suspicious because she didn't bring her laptop with her because she knew she wouldn't have Wi-Fi signal or anything. So why bother? Exactly. Like, so you um, a purpose. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, they, um, but the, the, the group that finds, she's with the group that finds the, the, the tilled fields and they're talking about how great this is. Now they can go ahead and use these vegetables and, uh, you know, they'll have food for a while. And she said, she looks at the fields and goes, these were well taken care of. It's like people were taking care of these fields until just yesterday. So we have the house that has been lived in for a year. We have the fields that have, you know, um, that were taken care of. Um, anyways, um, all the groups come back together, uh, and they're having lunch. Um, and, uh, that's when Yotsu's, uh, and, um, and, uh, Masaki's group comes back, mm-hmm. uh, only without Yotsu and Masaki. And they're panicking because Yotsu and Masaki are missing. Um, right. it, we, we skipped this detail a little bit earlier, but that group goes into a house and they start exploring and Yotsu very obviously wants to take advantage of this situation to have his way with as many women as he can. Uh, like there's a lot of beautiful girls in this group and that's all he cares about doing is having his way with these girls. Um, anyways, he then convinces Masaki to go off with him. Um, and so, and one of the guys in the group says, look, they went off together. He was trying to get into her pants. That's probably what's happening right now to which uh, Mitsume immediately shouts out, that's not possible, she wouldn't do that sort of thing, even though he's only on her for less than a day, to which Speedstar calls him out on. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about, though, uh, with um, Speedstar and Mitsune's re- relationship. I think this, I'm trying to remember when this happens um, uh, in the episode. I think it happens mm-hmm. earlier on, um, but he's getting picked on by some kids in elementary school. Um and one of the kids, uh, I, f- I forget what they're making fun of him for. They're calling him something. Like, they're calling him a turbo turbo, turbo, the turbo, turbo nerd. Turbo turbo nerd, as is uh, ta- speak English to us. Yeah, because apparently he's really smart or something like that. Um, but And then up from behind them comes Speedstar, jams his thumb onto their one of their foreheads, and... That the one who he hit turns around and says, Hey, what was that for? And he says, Oh, that pressure point's gonna give you the runs. You better get to the bathroom real fast. And after like a couple of seconds of them shouting back and forth, the kid gets the runs and runs off to the bathroom. <laughs> so uh but uh, that that's more evil than the Vulcan neck pinch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
far more effective too. Uh, but anyways, um, Speed Star this his entire time is trying to get the, the entire reason he's come is to prove this thing wrong. Uh, he's like, this isn't this is ridiculous. This is there's no way this thing is real. This is a scam. I'm going to find out what kind of a scam it is. And yeah, um, yeah he reveals yeah. that at one of the uh, the bus stops. Mm-hmm. And the, why why he's really there and yeah Mitsune Mitsubune is uh, telling him about how uh, important it is that he uh, not disclose that with anyone else to keep it down because yeah a lot a lot of them are really looking forward to that trip apparently but uh, they uh, so uh, and it's also during this, this first initial part that they're exploring the area that. Uh, uh, the uh, justness guy gets upset at uh, at Jack. At Jack, he just mm-hmm. he just starts bullying Jack, saying, "You can't have that name. It's too close to my name. You need to change yours." Mm-hmm. Which, Which is, is just... so dumb. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like you're an idiot. But again, that's the point. It's making fun of these tropes. It's showing you how stupid these tropes are. Um, well, I guess not uh, really showing you how stupid they are. So, it's so designed this... for people who know those tropes and enjoy those tropes for them to go ahead and sit back and laugh at it. Kind of yes. like, um, I guess, talked about it earlier, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Galaxy Quest is made for people who love Star Trek and can sit back and make fun of Star Trek because of how much they love it. I mean, they love it, but yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, that's an issue. That's an issue. Yep, that's totally an issue. But it's great. We don't care. <laughs> So it's a great little yeah, movie. so that's what it's, this shows. That's what this show is made for. People who look at B-rate, B-rated horror movies, especially ones in Japan, uh-huh. and love them, but are able to point out, yeah, these are flaws. Don't care. Still love it, you know. Uh, but anyways, um, I wanted to say that during this part when they were searching the buildings, the two lovebirds were driving me nuts because it's like you guys. Okay, we get that you guys are. Um, are in love and their reason for coming here is because their parents wouldn't let them get married. Mm-hmm. So they're running off to get married. To, uh, they're running off together to get married. Um, and uh, anyways, it's Piton and uh, what's his name? Um, Piton is the girl. And I think Monbay is the guy. Let me go ahead and just double check here. Yep. But uh, they, uh, they're so overly lovey-dovey and he like she's so afraid of everything and he's so willing to step in and protect her i would die for you no don't die for me i want to live a good long life with you Mm -hmm. i came here to spend this life with you not the next one Uh uh-huh but they also uh get like they divide the rooms up between genders for for now and then they get very upset at the fact that they're not going to be be together well piton more gets upset that uh, then uh, Monday, Monday's more mature about it and says it's just going to be for a couple of nights until we can find a place for ourselves. Yes. Um, but anyways, they. Uh, th- th- but they were driving. They were driving me nuts uh, yeah. just because it's like it's an act, and they're just they're just absorbed in those roles and just going for it. Us uh, yeah. just to the point to where it's it's fake. Uh, but again, yeah. that's the point of the show. Uh, anyways, they. Um, Okay, they so to find Yotsu and um, and Masaki, uh-huh. and they're not able to find them. So people start freaking out. Right. Um, they are they're looking through buildings. They're trying to find whatever they can. Uh, they go to the area where uh, the group was. 
Um, and our main character, um, I keep forgetting his name, but he an M, uh, Mitsumune. 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 He, um, he goes off and searches, uh, he, he goes off into the forest and he's able to find her. Um, well, what happens was mm-hmm. they were in a group together. They ran into a bloody bear claw mark That's right. on a tree mm-hmm. oh. and everybody scattered and he fell and rolled down the hill. Mm-hmm. Right to where she was. Yep. That reminds me. Uh, I just remembered uh, in episode, the beginning of this episode, where they run away from something that scares them in the force. They find a bear paw that's not quite a bear paw and it freaks them out. And that's what that, and then that's what it was. Yes. Uh, but anyways, they, um, yeah, he rolls down the hill and finds her. They bring her back and they're feeding her and stuff. And they're questioning her. And she's saying, I don't know what happened. Like, he took me into this. He took me over here. He noticed something. He left me there. I went after him. And before she's really able to finish what's what she's saying, she gets cut off by the more logical people in the group who are just cold jerks. Um, and uh, they keep trying to poke holes in her argument, uh, making her freak out even more. To which uh, Mitsumune stands up for her. And the rest of them are like, why are you standing up for her? You don't even know her. Um, and, uh, this, this is when the guy who was a big jerk to the bus driver, um, he, uh, he stands up, uh, for, uh, Masaki and he says, how dare you pretty much, um, what are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, use torture techniques on this girl to try to get the truth out of her? Uh, are we going to waste time doing this? Or are we going to go to try to try and find him? And so he gets up and he goes off. And it's revealed that he's feeling guilty for why. Uh, because that uh, he was actually uh, this character. Um, I wrote it down here. Um, Balkana is his name. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy, meaning he's in his mid-20s, while most people are in their late or early teens. Yes. Um, he's not the oldest one in the group, but he, he's uh, he's still up there. But anyways, he, uh, he goes off to search uh, for them. Um, yeah. And it, it, like he feels guilty for the two of them disappearing because he was kind of the leader of that group that they were in. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, there's, we end up having a flashback scene that explains his reasonings. Yeah. Um, because we find out that Which he... Which I think was, this is in episode three where that flashback happens, but go ahead. He is apparently... Uh, he was the... Um, the, the best tech guy in a small company that was so famous and popular that he personally would be called in by other tech companies to help fix a problem or do certain mm-hmm. things. And then at some point, a plot was made to frame him for incompetence and ruin his career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he... So he he comes to this situation with serious trust issues, um, serious problems with other people who see themselves in a point of authority, and he doesn't want to be in a position where other people could see his faults, and so he needs to take hyper control of every situation, and mm-hmm. that kind of, so it explains his personality and why he is the way he is, and so that's kind of what we're expecting to happen with all these other characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something that happens uh, before they go exploring the town is what, well, they, they did explore the town. They came back. They didn't notice anything. And the goth girl, what's her name? Do you know the girl with the, uh, the yellow hood? Lion. Yeah, her, 
Lion, that's right. Lion proposes that, you know, everybody in the town is probably killed in some way. And uh, some people speculated about, you know, maybe the town they... is so clean, maybe mm-hmm. there was an epidemic. I mean, we're out here in the boonies. If there was an epidemic, there'd, no, there'd be nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. But there's no trace of Which... the bodies. And so yeah. mm-hmm. Love Pong starts saying, maybe they were all executed one by one. Mm-hmm. In fact, to which that is her execute quite a lot. Yep, yep. Um, she um, uses that word a lot. But anyways, uh, they uh, there's a side story that's happening between Jack and the guy who's um, also Judgeness. You can just go judgeness. ahead and call him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jack and Judgeness. Judgeness. Jack doesn't want anything to do with anybody. He just wants to get away and do his own thing. And Judgeness is deliberately picking fights with him and starting starting things um and it comes to a head when um so there's a couple of scenes where it's starting to build up and jack just doesn't even care but then it comes to a head where jack is being bullied by judgeness and he leaves and then comes back with a garden hoe and tends to do violence to judgeness and it's kind of a scary scene. Um, they, uh, but they're able to stop Jack. And it was at that point that uh, Volcana introduces them to the fact that in the basement of one of the sheds on the outskirts of town, they built a prison. Well, we, yeah, there's a prison down there. That said, though, the reason they decided to do that is because my my recognizes well, that's right. there's a, there's a, Jack. There's there's and a bit there of an a, impromptu trial while Jack is tied up. In and the there was square. an incident. It my my and Jack went to school together, uh, and she recognizes him even though he looks different than he did from whenever. Um, and the incident is that he ended up stabbing a student. We don't know why, but they instantly, you know, they decide to like again. Um, Piton, not Piton. Um, what's her name? Um, you were just uh, saying love pone, love pone. Yeah, she, you know, wants to execute him right away. Other people are saying we need to do this with him, do this with him, and that's when Volcana says, "While I was searching for Yotsun, this is like we, I came across this, and he finds right. a prison in the basement of one of the one of the huts." Um, and Which so they decide to lock him up. In a, it's an execution chamber. It's just a prison cell. Cool your jets, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, suddenly uh, now, who is the girl that was teasing uh, Mitsumini? Mitsumune? My mind? My mind, okay. So, yeah, um, that evening, My Mai and Mitsumune meet. Mi- Mitsumune on can't sleep. He gets up. Mm-hmm. It's just, he feels bad that they, they locked uh-huh. Jack into a windowless dungeon late at night in a creepy new place. Mm-hmm. It, can't, it cannot be good for him. Yeah. So they want to go talk to him. But before that, um, there's a there. I don't remember exactly when it happened, um, but uh, Speed Star, um, he pretty much tells uh, Mitsumune to just trust him, just do what he tells him to do, um, because he's like, it's okay. Like you listened to, uh, like um, you stopped being bullied when you entered middle school because you listened to what I said, type thing. And he's got this grin on his face afterwards, and I'm like. 
you beat the trap, beat the tar out of anybody who tried to pick on him, didn't you? Or something like that. I, I, I don't know, but something about that grin with speeds on Speedstar's face made yeah. me not trust him. Made me think that there's a much darker tone to him uh, than uh, than the show has shown so far. Uh, yeah. But anyways, um, what Mai Mai and Mitsu Mune are on the bridge, and they're like, "Well, before they can say they want to go visit him." Love Pone shows up. Um, and she's like, oh, you guys are on your way to execute him, aren't you? I was like, wait, what? No. But why else would you be going there? Wait, you're not trying to break him out, are you? And so she freaks out, um, even though they're trying they're trying to get her to calm down. Both Mai Mai and Mitsumune are trying to get her to calm down. Um, and they uh, she freaks out and she grabs Mitsumune by the throat and jumps, pushes him over the bridge with her. And she's trying to drown him while screaming, execute, execute, execute. Um, uh-huh. and she's not very strong. He's able to sit up, uh, after like kind of gaining his senses and he's able to sit up and kind of push her off of him. Um, yeah, and she's, that's, she's very frail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, and I was like, holy crap, love Pone is nuts. She literally just tried to kill him. Um, but anyways, uh, I, if anyone needs to be locked up in there, it's her. They just proved it right then and there. Yeah. I doubt they're going to do it because, again, they make terrible choices in this show because they're poking fun at the genre uh, that it's based on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, that's when we see what at the very end of episode three? Episode three ends with a body flowing down the river. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the end. It's like, okay, yep. there's a body in the river. And we know that the rapper guy has been missing. So we assume it's the rapper's body. But we don't have enough information. It's time to watch the next episode. Every these episodes, once again, they go on the you know the last five seconds is enough of a twist to go. Okay, now what happens next? Mm-hmm. Which I think is also making fun of these shows and where there's a whole lot of nothing throughout the entire episode, and then suddenly there's this twist that makes you want to see the next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final thoughts on the show. I'm going to keep watching it. I think I'm going to finish it. I mean, this okay. I've I've I, I have a thing for crime dramas, and I kind of want to see how it all comes together. I'm okay. I'm have I have high hopes for it. Okay. Well, um, you're go ahead uh, and let me know. I mean, it it was interesting. Um, but the thing is, uh, the show was not made for me because I am not a B movie horror fan. Um, so I'm not appreciating it in the way that it was intended to be appreciated. Sure. So, and I've got a bunch of other shows to watch, um, especially with the new season. I'm already watching like four shows that have started. Um, one of the shows I'll go ahead and tell you about after we're done, rec- we're done recording here. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really seem like the shows for me. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, if you're into B, uh, B, B horror movies, um, give this show a try because this show's designed to make fun of everything you love about, uh, B horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, next week is my pick, but before that, we should also say that we are actually going to be at anime bonsai this weekend and we're going to be recording a special episode at anime bonsai. And so we're going to have another episode between this one and the next one. Yep. Um, Anyways, but for our next three episodes in, we're going to be watching, and again, this is a continuation of uh, Halloween, we're going to be watching Dusk Maiden of Amnesia. Hmm. This show revolves around a first-year high school student, Teichi Ninja, or uh, Niya, 
who had just enrolled at Sake uh, Hill Private Academy. One day, while wandering around the hallowed halls, he gets lost in one of the school's old buildings and encounters Yuko Kanoe, who reveals herself as a ghost with no memories. While investigating her death by looking through the school's seven mysteries, they discover the truth about these ghost stories and help those who are troubled. Ah. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be watching for the next episode. And that synopsis mm, was from Crunchyroll. Mm, ghost story. Mm-hmm. All right, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well, that's it for three episodes in. Let's go ahead and move on to recommendation of the week. This week, it's my turn. And I'm recommending an a anime that I would have loved to do on this show, but because we're t- kind of gearing it towards a particular audience, mm-hmm. uh, this anime is a little too much for kids. It's, mm-hmm. it's called Another. And it's... if. Uh, the the synopsis you read of Dusk Maiden Amnesia is actually a lot like what another is. Okay. Um, there's a character in it that um, is a young girl, but everybody behaves as though she's a ghost. And it's, it's this mystery that turns into a horror movie um, where, where people start dying gruesome, awful deaths. Um, the first... The, the first really grisly one would be uh, a girl uh, panics, runs down the stairs, falls with her umbrella. Her umbrella opens up and impales her in the neck on her way down. And it's like, okay, that was needlessly gruesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you t- telling me about this show. Yeah. Um, I thought I might inflict it on you at some point, but... Uh, no, we're not going to do it for. We're not going to do a three episodes in for uh, another on this mm-hmm. show, right? But um, if you're the kind of person who's looking for some gruesome horror for uh, Halloween, I recommend another. It's uh, kind of fun, actually. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it for recommendation of the week. Let's go ahead and move on to creator shout out, and it's my turn this time. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Kano Piano Music, K-N-O Piano Music is who I want to go ahead and give a shout out to. Uh, I discovered their this YouTube channel last year when I went to, um, I want to say it's uh, Lava Hot Springs or that or Volcano Hot Springs. I can't remember the name of it, but I went uh, to a hot springs vacation uh, last October, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this place had, uh, the place that I stayed had um, had hot tubs in the basement that had water pooled in from the hot springs. Um, so, and you could reserve times for it and they recommended no more than 15, 20 minutes at a time. So you don't like, you know, pass out in the, in the heat. Sure. But, um, I would sit in one of these rooms by myself cause I went by myself. Um, and I brought my tablet along and I listened to music while soaking in, uh, these bathtubs are mm. in these hot tubs. And, um, I discovered a two hour piano medley of of studio ghibli music that this channel had created that this person oh. created and they have a ton of just hour to two hour long videos of just piano songs of either disney's music um studio ghibli music some other things as well um and i rediscovered them recently and i've been listening to them at work to kind of help pass pass the time very relaxing good music um yeah 
I, we're going to have their links for Twitter, uh, their YouTube page and Instagram, uh, all in kind of, you know, the little description, a video description below. Uh, so go ahead and give them a try if you like relaxing piano music. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in this week. If you listened in on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. If you like what we do and want to support us, please share our channel with your friends. Where can they find us on social media? Our site WhitakerWeekly.com currently has the links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference, and if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right. Well, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Ben Coombs for providing the artwork for us. And uh, another shout-out to Brazmataz for writing the song Dry Colk, which we use to open and close our podcast with. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Week. You guys have a great week.